Hi guys, welcome to Tanked Up's E3 special. Ooh, it's a special episode. This week, it's not a regular one. Um, Adela and I couldn't get together because of coursework and travelling again. So what we thought we'd do is we would give you our wants of E3. Not predictions, but the things that we want to see from E3 2016. So you're going to hear three from me and three from Adel. But you're also going to hear three from previous guests on the podcast. We have Mr. Ross Miller and we have Miss Lucy Yearwood. We've also got a special guest appearance from Adam Thomas from Out of the Crossfire podcast. Um, So all of us are going to bring you our three things we want from E3 2016. Kicking off with Adel Koji. My E3 hopes and dreams for 2016. Um, I think, first of all, I have to address the hardware side of things. Um, I, my hopes and dreams for hardware is that uh, Nintendo's has this, uh, it's just been playing a bit of a medium con, and uh, in their Zelda um, 500 people can play, it will be on the NX, and they'll announce some more details about it. Uh, letting those exclusive 500 people get to play be their sort of ambassadors to how amazing the NX actually is. Uh, I'm hoping the PlayStation Neo is actually just nothing major, just better res textures, just so that it can export to 4K. And the NX mode and regular PlayStation mode is literally just the developers have to hit export at 4K and export at 1080p on all their textures, and there's minimal um, gameplay and even visual effects. Like I, I, I'm hoping that's not like a million more particles per scene, so that explosions look more explosiony, etc. Um, but probably not what's going to happen. And then, given that Xbox is Microsoft is announcing the Slim supposedly and the Scorpio. The only thing I can think that makes sense is that the Scorpio is um, a different kind of box. Like it's the hybrid box between Windows 10 PC world and Xbox One, and that that way it doesn't really impinge on just regular console sales of the Xbox One Slim, and that they'll be announcing that the Scorpio will will sort of be an Xbox Slim slash PC where you can do a lot of Windows things and Xbox One game um, in the same kind of box. Um, But it essentially isn't something that you would be like, well, if I'm a gamer, I'm going to wait for this. It's more of a, if I'm into consolidating things and into the sort of multimedia streaming uh, all-in-one dream environment they've been touting since the beginning of, of, of their the Xbox, then I'll be excited about this, and I won't upgrade to a Slim. I'll wait for that. Um, those are my hopes. Uh, game-wise, uh, I really hope Rockstar comes out with Red Dead 2, and at the same time, Red Dead 1's backwards compatibility is announced. Uh, and frankly, um, I... It would make me so happy if uh, Square talked a little more about FF7 Remake and announced that there were multiple battle systems that you could play at old school if you wanted to, or FF15 battle system style. I know that'll never happen, um, but it would be 
so nice to play sort of an up you know, graphically intensive version of the game that stayed true to its old school, simple mechanics and uh, gameplay. Other than that, um, in the PC space, I'd like to I'd like to hear more about how one would work in VR as, as a consumer without having to be, you know, how would access is going to happen? How people are going to be able to try these out and how you're going to be able to play a game on i you know how games could be made for multiple systems um because i think the fractured space that vr looks like in its tiny niche is helping nobody um and i'd really like to see the the industry come together and say we're gonna go towards vr and this is how we're gonna do it um because right now everyone's loving the Vive because it has more inputs. There's more things to do. And so the games for the Vive look more interactive. And Oculus is running out of product, not shipping it well, and not really talking much because I think of these problems. But what impact will their controllers have on their software space? Um, will their controllers act similarly enough to Vive controllers such that some of the, a lot of the Vive games could be easily ported over? Uh, I think what's hampering the industry in the console space is exclusivity, and that's why we're seeing a lot less of it. And VR is just an opportunity for exclusivity to come back with a vengeance, and that's good for not good for developers because that shortens their reach. It's not good for consumers because we, if we're not, you know, well off, we can't. Uh, we have to pick a library not knowing what's coming down the pipes in the years to come. Um, and I'd really, yeah, so I think VR is an interesting thing. And then uh, I'll end on this. I really want Valve to come out and talk about how, with their success with the HTC and the Vive um, and their Steam controller, they now have a better understanding of how building and marketing and designing uh, hardware uh, is done um, and a better understanding of what consumers want and that they're going to come out with a revamped Steam OS or Steam Box, which frankly it was probably not, can't be Steam OS if it's OpenGL and Linux based because things run poor on the same spec machine, things run poorer. Uh, so people are just going to end up using the Windows install and then it's just a PC with a weird badge on it. Um, and I don't know how they're going to get around that. Um, but also, it needs to be competitively priced against consoles and PCs, and it needs to have a strong, solid vision of what it is. Is it a PC for console users such that you get the power and the ability to upgrade, um, but down the line those upgrades will be simple, straightforward, unlike PC where it's usually patchwork? Or is it just a guaranteed top-performance badge for games on Steam, premium games on Steam. This will run all of the things on Steam super well because we've worked with um, our people and it also, you know, will can live in your living room or whatever. I think what what they're trying to get, accomplish with SteamOS and the, the Steam machines is still unclear and I think given all the changes that seem to be coming down the pipe um, in gaming, the Steam Valve really needs to get their act together to, and just talk to us. 
So that's my E3 hopes, dreams, and a uh, touch of a rant. Ciao. Thanks, Adol. That was his top three things he wants from E3. Well, it was kind of more than three things, wasn't it? But we'll let him off. Plus, it was a good rant. So that's fine. Now you're going to hear Ross Miller. Hey all, Ross Miller here with my three things that I can't wait to see at E3 this year. So in true tanked up style, I've got myself a beer and let's get started. So number one is the next game in the Forza Horizon series. It's been rumoured that Forza Horizon is going to have an Australian type game this year. And after the first two, I am really looking forward to this. The other games that have been released, like Need for Speed and Drive Club and things like that, just haven't actually lived up to Forza, in my mind. Um, Forza 6 was amazing, and both the Horizon games are great fun. So if you mix that with a good soundtrack, um, like they have done in the past, and you know good settings, and you're not going to get much better settings than Australia... Unless it's Glasgow, of course, and um, then you know I just know it's going to be a f- fun game with hours upon hours of trying to find barns, racing. Yeah, I simply can't wait, and I will, in wrestling terms, mark out as soon as I see a Forza trailer appear on screen. Next up, you might not know this about me, but I am a huge. Gears of War fan, as is my wife. And although we've seen quite a little bit of footage, we've had a little shot of the beta multiplayer, we haven't seen too much of the campaign other than that E3 demo last year. So I can't wait for Rod Ferguson to get up stage and talk about the series that I hold really, really dear to my heart. The whole game, every single one of them, with exception to Judgment, has been really, really good single-player-wise, and the multiplayer has been fantastic as well. The weather effects of, of what they seem to be doing with the fact that the bullets can move and the weather and obstacles will move seem absolutely brilliant to me and will maybe add a new dynamic to the game that I hadn't previously had. Um, I can't wait. There's a Ultimate Edition available for £79 or something like that. And we get the game four days early as well as all the DLC and I'm going to be picking that up. It is easily my most anticipated game of the year and I simply can't wait to, to get my hands on it. Lastly, the... Yeah, well... It's up there, but the other thing that I'm really, really looking forward to is that surprise announcement. What's it going to be? Is it going to be Dead Rising? Is it going to be, oh, I don't know, something out there? Last year at the Xbox conference, we had a backwards compatible moment where the world just started cheating, or if you're an Xbox fan, that is. And I want that moment at E3 again. I don't want to predict what it is. But I really, really want just that moment that everyone can get together and go, that is absolutely fantastic. We've not heard anything about it before. We you know, we, we are just excited to, to get there. Sometimes working like what everyone here does in this industry now, we lose a sense of the fun. It's always going to be fun playing the games, but 
reporting on them, to be honest, can be quite tedious, especially when you do as many podcasts as what we do. So actually just having a moment where you can return to that teenage youth moment of yourself and really just enjoy the the game again or enjoy the moment, I just can't wait for that and I hope it is something as big as the E3 backwards compatible moment from last year. I just realised that all this is really, really centric, like Xbox centric, so sorry you uh, Delay Station fans, but yeah, you suck. And now here's Adam. Hello, Tanked Up listeners. You don't know who I am, so I'll introduce myself. My name is Adam. I am the host of Out of the Crossfire, a PlayStation podcast, and it is the best PlayStation podcast on the Out of Lives network. Thank you very much. So, at E3, what I want to see is I want to see more of Ace Combat 7. Ace Combat 6 Fires of Liberation is from the last generation. It's one of my favourite games. And it's nice to see that they're returning to the numbered entries after pretending for a while that they were only going to do MMO-style free-to-play games, which made me cry. So it's good to see that they're not doing that anymore, that Ace Combat 7 is coming. So I want to see a lot more of that, hopefully. The second game that I want to see is Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm super excited for that. We just had the news today, in fact, that... Or today when I record this, that it's been pushed back to February next year. Which doesn't fit in with the 2016 time slot that they originally announced. But that doesn't matter. Because it looks fantastic. And a little bit more of that would be good. Just some gameplay. Or just anything at all. More robot dinosaurs. Can't go wrong. And the third game. Is that. It's more hope than expectation in a lot of ways. We know that Koei Tecmo. One of the Japanese developers. Publishers have a secret project that they are going to announce at E3. It's from Omega Force, the makers of the Dynasty Warriors games, my favourite series of all time. So I'm hoping the announcement is for Dynasty Warriors 9, which is the next number that they need to hit. So looking forward to that. It's been a few years since the Dynasty Warriors game came out, so I am excited for that. Really looking forward to it. It's about time. Because the previous one, 8, was a remastered version of the PS3 one that came out on PS4. So it doesn't really count. So it'll be nice to see what they've done with a purpose-built PS4 game. Because it can only get better. Now, I've also been told that on Tanked Up that you like to review beers. So let's give this a try. It's, it's tangy, it's zingy, it's orange. There's nothing else really like it in the world. That's right, it's Iron Brew. Scotland's best known drink after whiskey. I know it's not really alcoholic, but it's the best I can do. So thank you very much for listening. I'll see you next time. Hi everyone, it's Lucy here. Um, these are my three hopes 
for E3. I mean, the first one that would have been on the list um, was the unveiling of Dead Rising 4, but given the leaks, um, I think that's probably a given, so I'm going to scratch that off the list. Um, the first one, what I hope and wish and pray for is for Capcom to continue their remasters, re-releases, rehashes of, you know, past products and actually re-release or remaster Dino Crisis, the first one. Maybe not the second or the third, but yeah, just the first one. I mean, there's so much, you know, hype for the Resident Evil 7 to be unveiled, but I hope it's like just a short little side note that they actually say that Dino Crisis is being remastered. I'd love that. Um, second one. Uh, you know what? Everyone wants Rockstar to unveil Red Dead 3. Um, and that may well be the case. And I'll be so excited for that. But you know what? Rockstar, why don't you reboot State of Emergency? I actually really like that game. Um, some people have other things to say about it, not two nice things about to say about that game, but I really enjoyed it, just like, you know, Havoc Simulator, so, um, yeah, reboot that Rockstar, but also, please, where is Red Dead 3, and GTA 5 Story DLC, but I doubt that's ever going to happen. Third one, maybe just probably some of the indie games from um, Xbox, the idea Xbox program, you know, I, I really want a release date for Cuphead already, and below. And I want to see some more, you know, well, not more because we've barely seen anything of it, but some footage from inside, um, from Play Dead, the same guys behind Limbo. Yeah, I really want to see what that game actually is. I mean, it was meant to come out last year. No word from the developer this year, so hopefully it'll just be one of those surprise, it's coming out in a month or two or something like that. And hopefully it'll just knock the socks off everybody. But yeah, those are my three predictions. Uh, they're pretty... Well, some some are a bit out there. Um, the last one's probably a bit safe. Yeah, but my biggest hope, to be honest, is just that we don't get any more leaks or pre-E3 announcements. Like, I think Watch Dogs 2 is going to be unveiled tomorrow or something like that. So I just hope that there's still excitement for E3. I know there's, you know, going to be hardware reveals and stuff like that, but in terms of software, um, with all these leaks and announcements, it just doesn't feel like there's going to be much surprise, but hey, probably going to be wrong. Ubisoft always pulls something out of the bag at the end. I'm sure Sony and Microsoft got stuff up their sleeves as well, so it'll be good. So to round us out, I'm going to give you the three things that I want most from E3 2016. Number one, something I don't want. Now, that's a bit odd, isn't it? To say that you don't want something to be at E3. Um, but I really liked the way that Bethesda announced Fallout 4 last year and it releasing very soon after that. The hype was still there for that game when it dropped. Um, and the game I do not want to see at E3 this year is The Last of Us 2. I don't want to see anything about it. I don't want to see nothing. I want to be as hyped as possible for that game when it actually gets released. Now I loved The Last of Us. I thought it was an absolutely fantastic game. 
it's a phenomenal piece of storytelling. And I really want The Last of Us 2, whether it's called The Last of Us 2 or otherwise. Um, I want something in that world, whether it's a continuation of the story of the characters from The Last of Us, whether it's a completely different story. I want something else set within that world, but I don't want it now. We just had Uncharted 4, Naughty Dog are probably working on the next Last of Us game. Maybe they're working on something else, we don't quite know yet. But it just needs a bit more time. Um, the Last of Us was a special, special game. And its sequel needs to come, but just not yet. The second thing I want from E3 this year is Star Wars. I want more Star Wars. Now, Star Wars is currently owned by EA in game terms. They've got lots of studios working on Star Wars games. We've heard about Visceral and Respawn. Um, various either third-person action games. You know, Battlefront 2, but not Battlefront 2. The sequel to the newly released Battlefront. Um, and... I just want some more Star Wars. I want some of these things fleshed out. Now, unlike my first one where I didn't want to hear anything about The Last of Us 2, um, I do want to hear something about Star Wars. We know that these games are being made and we're getting such small bits of information that it's sort of almost gnawing away at me. Um, Battlefront, I enjoyed. It wasn't fantastic. Didn't quite give me as much as I wanted from a Star Wars game, or at least from a Battlefront game. But I just, I want some Star Wars. And if you listen to us regularly, we did a whole episode on Star Wars games, so you know the kind of games that uh, that I want to come out. But we just, just need something else. And it's going to be difficult for EA, because they're not doing a conference, they're doing their EA Play event, where they're opening it up to the public and allowing people to come in and play a lot of the titles that they're trying to promote at the moment. But they could be sneaky, and they could jump onto Sony or Microsoft's stage um, with a marquee title set in the Star Wars universe, which, you know, might give us something for being on that specific platform. Not that I'm necessarily, necessarily saying that it needs to be platform um, exclusive, but... I think that they could really steal um, either Microsoft or Sony's show by coming out with a short trailer for the next big Star Wars title. Hopefully it's the one that Amy Hennig's working on and we get something fantastically well written, uh, an excellent story with some very tight game mechanics to tie it all together and really give us a fantastic gameplay experience. But I don't think we're going to get it. I think that the EA Play might be all that EA do. I'm not sure they'll even step foot on stage with Microsoft or Sony. So that is a want, but it's not something I think will happen. I think the third thing I want is just for the PC Gamer Conference to be good. Just for them to have something to get excited about. Lots of the developers are now having conferences or pulling away from having conferences and holding their own events. Um, but that was just something 
just lacking from the PC Gamer Conference last year. The first time they'd done it. So hopefully this just gives us something more. And they've got you know, a wealth of games that come out on PC. Um, whether that's the big AAA titles that you also get on consoles or PC exclusive games. Down to smaller little indie gems. Um, games that, that maybe only come out on, on PC that only get maybe like a, a small Steam or a good old games release they need to, to push that and I just want it to be good I love my PC and I really want well, not just some good games for it but I kind of want there to be a bit more hype and a bit more just anything for PC gaming it sort of helps that I might be covering the PC Gamer Conference this year for the Outlaws Network, so for there to be something to talk about rather than the shit show. No, that's a little bit harsh. It wasn't a shit show. But it was just lacking last year. So we just need something to keep us entertained, for them to show some good marquee PC games, AAA or indie, or anywhere in between. Um... And that would be wonderful. Please, PC Games. Please, PC Gamer. Just be good. Just for me. So whilst I've given you my E3 wants and collated everybody else's information and stuff, I've been drinking a BrewDog Arcade Nation Black India Pale Ale. It's nice, but it's not quite the black IPA I had from Purity a few weeks ago. It's a good taste. It's an IPA. It's got that slight, stouty kind of, slightly more malty kind of flavour. Um, but check out the the Puri Black IPA if you want a really fantastic Black IPA. So those are all of our E3 wants for 2016. I hope you've enjoyed them. Let us know whether you agree with any of them whether they line up with what you guys want from E3, or if you're listening to this just after E3, um, or remember any of our wants whilst you're watching E3, then get in touch with us. Let us know what you think. Um, you can do that on Twitter, at tanksup underscore cast. I am at nova underscore 47, and Adel is at the omniarch. The other people have Twitter handles. You can find them by yourself. You're competent human beings. Um, you can email us, tanksupcast at gmail.com. But most importantly... Go to outoflives.net. Look at all of the articles. Look at all of the videos. Listen to all of the podcasts. And we will heavily be, co- we will heavily be covering... No, that doesn't make any sense. We will be covering heavily E3 with lots of pods straight after the conferences. Lots of tweets. Lots of articles. We're putting some major, major effort into E3 this year. As the Out of Lives Network did last year as well. But it's doubly so, because Tanked Up will be there for the ride. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Hello, listeners of Tanked Up. You don't know who I am, so I'll introduce myself. My name is Adam. I'm the host of Out of the Crossfire, which is part of the... Mm -hmm. Oh, shit.